Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Dr. Wyatt Show is listener-supported, so to help keep it on the air so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Show. A new review that came in says, I'm so thankful I found this podcast. I appreciate all of your advice and breaking it down into practical steps. It gives me hope for my marriage. Thank you so much for leaving that review. When I get reviews, it energizes me because it shows me the work I do is making an impact and it's helping people. So if you haven't already left a review of the podcast, please do so today. At the end of this episode, please take 30 seconds to click the five stars and leave a review. It'll help the podcast go higher in search results so more couples can find it. A quick announcement, starting Monday, March 15th, 2021, I'm gonna kick off a live call-in show. So it's gonna be the Dr. Wyatt show, but it's gonna be a live call-in show. So from 4.30 to 6, Mountain Standard Time, Monday through Thursday, starting Monday, March 15th, You can call this number, 720-307-7347. Let me say it one more time, 720-307-7347. So I've been wondering about doing this for a while, and I posted on my Facebook page what people thought about me doing a live call-in podcast, and the results were amazing. There was over 100 people that contacted me saying, do it, do it. (laughs) So I'm gonna try it out and see how it goes. So again, it starts Monday, March 15th, and it's gonna be Monday through Thursday each week from 4.30 to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So all you have to do is call that number with your marriage question, I'll pick up the phone, and I'll respond back to your question. And then after I get enough of those, I'll put it together for my podcast episodes for The Dr. Wyatt Show. So spread the word, free marriage advice is coming. Today I'm gonna talk about three steps to accurate interpretations. Interpretations are huge in marriage because we are constantly interpreting our partner's behaviors and their words. And sometimes our interpretations are accurate, but a lot of times they're not. When they're not accurate, it's usually because we're assuming the worst, We're projecting onto them issues in our own history. We're making negative assumptions. We're catastrophizing. All sorts of things happen when we make interpretations. And unfortunately, a lot of us, when we make negative interpretations, we think that's the truth, and then we act out of that negative interpretation. And when our partner finds out how we're thinking about them, that makes them upset. And then they have a complaint against us and then things just go off the rails. So today I'm gonna talk about how do we fix this? How do we learn to have better interpretations, more accurate interpretations of our partner? So the first thing I'm gonna cover is this concept in social psychology called fundamental attribution bias. What the fundamental attribution bias says is when our partner does something we don't like, something that upsets us. What most of us do is we over-attribute the cause for that behavior to their disposition. They must be lazy, they're just selfish, they're just too independent 
fill in the blank. There's something bad. That's why they just did that behavior. So we blame it on their disposition. We underestimate how much their situation influenced that behavior. So when your partner does something you don't like, most likely you overattribute the cause of that behavior to their disposition and you underestimate how much their situation contributed to that behavior. Now that doesn't mean they're totally innocent. It doesn't mean that none of it was because of their disposition. But what it does mean is you're probably over attributing the cause of that behavior to their disposition and you're under attributing their situation. Now, when we do something bad, when we do something wrong, when we do something that upsets our partner, guess what? We do the opposite. We over attribute the cause of our behavior to our situation. That's where defensiveness comes in. Oh, that wasn't my fault. That's because I was running late because of my boss at work. Or, oh, I didn't mean that like that. I just did that because I was looking at the computer and, and it I got distracted. Whatever it is, we come up with all these reasons that our situation caused our behavior. So we over-attribute our situation when we do something wrong and we underestimate how much our disposition made us do that wrong behavior. So that's the fundamental attribution bias. And we're all guilty of it. Think about it. Think about your marriage. Think about the last time your partner did something that upset you. How much did you over-attribute the cause to their disposition while underestimating their situation? And likewise, think about the last time they got upset with you. How much did you over-attribute the cause of your behavior to your situation and underestimate how much your disposition made you do it? So this leads us right into this whole idea of interpretations. When your partner does something that upsets you, what do you tell yourself? Is it because of their disposition or do you consider their situation? So that goes into number two. So number two is we all need to do a better job of raising our awareness and catching our thoughts. How much do you capture and catch your thoughts about how you're talking to yourself about your partner? We all have self-talk. And self-talk is the things that we say to ourselves about why other people do certain things. So self-talk in this situation is what am I telling myself about why my partner just did that? What's going through my head? Am I attributing it to because of their disposition or because of their situation or both? So it's catching our thoughts. We can't change our thoughts until we get better at catching them. So how often do you evaluate your thoughts? How often do you think about what's going through your mind? How much do you consider you're making an interpretation of the facts of what your partner did? That's what we do. There's facts and then there's interpretation of the facts. We can't change the facts. However, we can always work on our interpretation because our interpretation can get skewed. It can get skewed for all sorts of reasons, but one of the, the majority of the reason is when we've had wounds and trauma in our history. And that history can be our upbringing, and that history can be the history of my relationship with my partner. And so the more trauma we have in our background, the more likely our interpretation of our partner's behavior is gonna be skewed. We're gonna assume the worst. We're going to exaggerate. We're going to catastrophize. We're going to make negative assumptions. So our trauma 
the degree of our unhealed trauma is usually most alive in our interpretations of our partner. That's where you'll see all sorts of stuff come up for people, where they're assuming the worst, they're catastrophizing, they're exaggerating. All sorts of stuff can get into our interpretations of why our partner is doing certain things. So here's an example. There's a couple and the husband goes off and travels and doesn't stay in touch with his wife. So how is the wife going to interpret that? What immediately went through her mind was, he doesn't love me. I must not be important to him. I'm not a priority. That was her automatic thoughts. Lo and behold, she had a dad growing up that didn't make her feel very special. And so most likely, her husband's behavior was stirring up those wounds from her past, therefore influencing her interpretation of his behaviors. She was assuming the worst and attributing his behavior to his disposition, underestimating the situation. So that's step two, is you catch your thoughts. Step three is you want to counter your thoughts. So as you're becoming more aware of what's going through your head and what you're telling yourself, how you're interpreting the facts, once you become more aware of that, you can start challenging your automatic assumptions. So with this example I just shared, this woman could counter her automatic assumption that she's not loved by remembering my husband is actually very attentive to me when he's here. And actually, he doesn't like to stay in touch very much when he travels because he gets consumed with the family he's traveling with and that he's visiting with. And so the more she reminded herself of those factors, that he's not very good at phone communication, and that he actually is very attentive and makes her feel loved when he's home. Those are counters to her automatic negative thoughts. And we can't counter unless we're capturing the initial automatic negative thoughts. And so as this person, as this woman was able to counter her automatic negative thoughts, it changed the way she felt. Because no longer was she interpreting his behavior as, this means he doesn't love me, this means I'm not important to him, once she was able to counter that with, I remember he doesn't like to stay in touch very well through the phone when he travels, and he tends to get consumed with his family members when he travels, it helped her not feel like it was a personal offense, it helped her see the innocence in his behavior. That changed how she felt, and that would influence how she behaves. So how you think influences how you feel, which influences how you behave. So at the end of that process, she still may need to bring it up. She still want to bring it, may want to bring it up to him so they can adjust how well he's staying in touch in the future. But she's going to bring it up different now that she's seeing his possible innocence. She's going to bring it up as a conversation instead of as an attack, assuming he's doing something wrong. And that's what we do. When we assume the worst in our partner, when we have these automatic negative thoughts and we don't counter them, we bring it up as if they're doing something wrong and lo and behold, they get defensive and then we feel invalidated and then there's a fight. So consider this this upcoming week. How are you interpreting your partner's behavior? There's the facts of your partner's behavior, but then there's your interpretation. How are you interpreting their behavior? How often do you have automatic negative interpretations? How much are you assuming the worst? How much are you catastrophizing 
You have to learn to capture your thoughts. And then once you capture them, consider the other reasons why your partner may have done that. Consider all the pieces that may have made them innocent for why they've done that behavior. And then that's going to influence how you feel, which will influence how you behave, how you bring up that topic, if you even need to bring it up at all. So consider those three steps to develop more accurate interpretations. Number one, the fundamental attribution bias. Are you over-attributing your partner's disposition while underestimating their situation? Number two, work on catching your thoughts. Then number three, work on countering your thoughts. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to pause, click the five stars, and leave a review. It'll take you 30 seconds, and I greatly appreciate it. If you have any marriage questions, be sure to start calling me Monday through Thursday starting March 15th. And again, the number is 720-307-7347 from 4.30 to 6, Mountain Standard Time. Tell your family and friends, free marriage advice is coming. If you've benefited from this podcast, be sure to email me because I would love to have you on the podcast so other people can hear your journey and be inspired by your story. My email is info at drwyattfisher.com. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is what? It's alive. So if you care for it and if you nurture it, it will heal and rekindle and grow. But if you neglect it and deprive it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.